Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we're going to talk about new content for the Discovery application with product manager Sri Subramaniam. He'll tell us about new patterns for discovering new resources and delivering new content through stores. Stay tuned. Joining us today is Sri Subramaniam from our Discovery team. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Uh, before we get started, maybe I could ask you to tell everyone, what's your role here at ServiceNow? Yeah, I'm the product manager for CMDB Discovery and Service Mapping product uh, within ITOM space. So. so I live in California, really loving it. And how about when you're not here at work? What do you like to do? Um, I like to play chess uh, and uh, pretty much uh, an insider. like to watch a lot of movies and Netflix. Uh. All right, well, let's uh, let's get started then. To set the stage for everything, maybe you can tell our listeners just what is Discovery and what does it do for ServiceNow users? Absolutely. Uh, today we have uh, CMDB, which is Configuration Management Database, which is the central nervous system of the entire platform because uh, the data which is there in CMDB really drives automation within the platform. And Discovery product and service mapping are directly responsible for ingesting uh, discovery data into CMDB. So we have different technology stacks uh, that will allow customers to go and discover the IT infrastructure space like compute, network, storage, relationship with applications. The data then gets ingested into CMDB that will be used for all sorts of use cases. Okay. Well, in our introduction, we mentioned discovery content. What kind of content are we talking about? Absolutely. So Discovery has uh, two kinds of technology stacks. Uh, well, the first one is uh, probes and sensors, which has been there in the product for a while. But the next generation of tech stack, which we have within the product, is what we call as patterns. With patterns, now customer doesn't have to write any code. Even the content development team uh, we have, we will be building patterns uh, uh, for discovering all the technology stacks out there, including cloud discoveries or on-premise software discoveries. And uh, we don't have to write any code. It's a codeless designer. And this can be extended by customers just in case if they wanted to uh, get more uh, granular details on the technology. So does ServiceNow Discovery, is that a something unto itself within ServiceNow, or does that, does that function on a broader space? Yeah, so it's today CMDB uh, is, a, is a foundational level where we can ingest the data from any discovery sources. So some of the discovery sources like, say, Microsoft SCCM, which we recommend for workstations and uh, desktops, uh, and we have written uh, an integration pack that can collect uh, inventory data from SCCM. So ServiceNow uh, Store uh, provides a comprehensive set of integration packages coming directly from our partners. Uh, so in this case, like Jamf, uh, a well-known player uh, known for Mac operating system inventory data collection, uh, they have a software uh, integration to that layer and uh, uh, the CMDB SDK is generic enough to consume data from any of these third-party uh, data providers. Well, 
Well, you joined us today to talk about an innovation in discovery. What is that? Yeah, so I talked about the codeless discovery, right? So we have a, a patent designer which provides a, a codeless discovery framework to deliver content. Uh, so far, we have been uh, delivering uh, discovery content, that is patterns, uh, via ServiceNow releases. Uh, uh, starting from June, we started decoupling the content releases from the regular ServiceNow releases. This allows customers to get uh, faster content updates from our development team, but at the same time, it provides a flexible ways for our developers to build and ship contents uh, via stores.servicenow.com. So what new content are we offering? Yeah, in the June release, uh, uh, we started with uh, uh, content like uh, Kubernetes uh, discovering k ecosystem. Uh, we also released content for AWS, Lambda, API Gateways, Azure API Gateway. Uh, so very interesting uh, content on the cloud side, on the on-premise, and also on the container orchestration layers. Uh, and so what is the new content you're providing? Yeah, the, we're working on event-driven discovery uh, for Kubernetes and or the K8S ecosystem where the new pattern will be able to capture real-time uh, events that are happening in this container ecosystem. As you know, the containers are transient in nature. We'll be able to capture all the containers going up and down data into CMDB in near real-time. And that's available in the next release. Uh, and also, we're going to support EMC Isilon, uh, which is, again, a big storage vendor in the space. Uh, um, and the trend what we have been seeing in the market is like slowly the storage vendors in the space have been moving away from supporting SMIS. This is a perfect example for our discovery team to work on a REST API level integration with a provider like EMC. Uh, and in this case, we are moving away from uh, SMIS support. There's also going to be interesting contents on the cloud side like AWS S3. So in the first releases like uh, of cloud discovery, we can discover virtual missions uh, uh, and the data center information and all the cloud resources like RDS. Um, and in the June release, we just saw that we were able to capture the API gateways and Lambda functions. And now we have support for S3 uh, bucket with which uh, we'll be able to get full visibility into all the S3 uh, buckets that are located inside the data center. So we also do support for Informix database and the JBoss Red Hat Fuse server, which is actually an ESB bus layer uh, used heavily uh, in the on-premise uh, side. Very happy to announce that these contents are going to dramatically change the way customers are going to get data in near real time uh, into CMDB. All right, so the CMDB has all this wide range of data. What do users do with it? That's an excellent question, Siva. When I look at the consumption side, uh, as I said, like CMDB provides the foundation element for the key use cases like ITSM. In this case, uh, uh, the change manager would use the CMDB data for the change impact analysis. Uh, uh, let's look at uh, more complicated use cases like software asset management, where the inventory data, what we collect, uh, gets directly used into use cases like uh, compliance for Oracle, Microsoft, VMware, Citrix, we also have interesting use cases like SecOps, uh, where uh, in case of a security incident, uh, uh, customers uh, would love to get information about the application impact uh, and, and get a holistic view of the uh, CI ecosystem. 
Um, so there's a wide range of audience uh, who directly or indirectly use the CMDB discovery data. And within ITOM Group, uh, uh, we have our event management product, uh, which directly uses the CMDB discovery data in the CI correlation. So when we get alerts uh, uh, from different event sources, we would be able to visualize uh, the impact of applications. Uh, um, and in the cloud discovery on, on the cloud transformation, we're getting visibility to what's inside a cloud, what components uh, are, are we using uh, so that we can uh, do a direct correlation of this data when we get a, a big bill from AWS and Azure, right? So we have a wide range of use cases like this uh, uh, that uh, pretty much use the foundational data what we discover within a CMDB. Okay, well, you mentioned the software asset management case. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, it's a very interesting use case, and also the ROI for software asset management uh, uh, is, is is again clearly realized by every single customers where we have done the implementation. Software asset management, when we think about compliance, right, where every single enterprise has some kind of uh, uh, an on-premise product or uh, they buy some SaaS subscriptions, uh, uh, so you need a solution to manage all these different assets. Uh, uh, we released a software asset management product in Jakarta. And starting from that release, uh, Discovery and SAM team are working together and uh, Discovery is feeding uh, critical data required for software asset management to perform the compliance. Uh, a good example is Oracle. Uh, if you look at the Oracle database, uh, uh, customers would love to get information about uh, what version of database, what edition of database, and also would love to get information about what options are installed and in use so that they can do a lot of optimization use cases. Similarly, the use cases in VMware is completely different. When we look at a, a product like vCenter, uh, customers have to buy a license key and it is imperative to track the license key usage with all the different ESX nodes uh, so that the compliance can be calculated. And every single vendor has their own way of uh, uh, deriving what compliance means. And Discovery is re completely responsible for collecting all this data elements for software asset management to function. You were talking earlier about containers. Are there a special case because of their transient nature? Can you tell us a little more about discovery and containers? Yeah, absolutely. The Kubernetes discovery, uh, what we introduced in June release, uh, would be able to do a schedule pool using the REST APIs of uh, Kubernetes layer. And we can collect information like uh, Kubernetes uh, uh, services, pods, uh, and nodes, uh, and cluster information, and the respective topology of the cube farm that is supporting uh, uh, this uh, Kubernetes layer. But also, interestingly, we discover the running containers and the Docker images. Uh, which is actually uh, is very important for DevOps use case. So when we think about uh, the CI/CD pipeline and how fast the applications are being built and shipped via Docker images, uh, today it's imperative to get this kind of visibility between a Docker image and the running containers so that we can do some kind of compliance and uh, an impact assessment uh, when an uh, uh, image is being shipped. Uh, uh, so we connect the dots. Uh. 
So there really is a, a substantial justification for having that layer of detail in the CMDB. Uh, absolutely, I agree. And also we introduce real-time uh, updates uh, uh, from the container, which will keep the CMDB live and up to date. Well, you need that, right? Because of the transient nature of the containers, the real-time element is critical. Yeah, I yeah. agree. We have a variety of reporting features for different aspects of the of the system, the platform, performance, so on. Are there reporting features for CMDB? Absolutely. CMDB is all about uh, configuration items and its relationship. So it is imperative to provide a layer of reporting within the CMDB for our CMDB administrators uh, to develop, ship, and also to get the data out of CMDB. A good example is uh, VMware. Uh, it's very important to understand the list of all vCenters uh, a customer has in a data center and uh, also to understand the relationship between a vCenter and the data center and the respective ESX servers, uh, what VMware clusters are being uh, deployed within e each ESX servers, and also to get the holistic view of all the VMs. Uh, uh, this kind of a topology relationship, it it is again possible with the regular platform reporting, but it takes time. Uh, instead, like we provide a query-based language, uh, and we call this a CMDB query builder. It provides a drag-and-drop functionality for customers to build their own queries. Uh, it's very easy for customers to build a query on demand, and the data uh, from query can also be easily integrated and scheduled uh, for reporting purpose. Well, with all these new discovery capabilities, I imagine users are going to want to get started with that. How do they get started? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, they have to go to store.servicenow.com and uh, they have to search for discovery patterns. Uh, we have an application. They need to install the application. It'll take less than two minutes to install it. And then uh, voila, you have all the patterns on CA classes uh, uh, in their respective instances. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. And the good news is in future, when we release any updates to the existing patterns, they're also going to get the respective updates uh, uh, along with this uh, downloads. Well, to wrap up then, where would users go to get more information about this? Yeah, we have uh, a documentation in the docs.servicenow.com. So there is a special category uh, where all this uh, pattern uh, and how to do things are all very well documented uh, in the docs site. And uh, there'll be uh, interesting blogs around it. Uh, so look for it. All right. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the show today. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for the opportunity. Please tell us what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, take a look at our product documentation, knowledge base, or Now Support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.